Show your patriotism with the flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. morning everyone and welcome it is great to have you here with us today and this is going to be a fun show i uh have been delving into the health care and mental health domain and what i've learned is quite interesting in some ways it actually just confirms some things i knew intuitively or that i've learned through others that have been talking about the impact, for example, of social media on our mental health. How does it affect our children? When you look at what's been going on in the overall healthcare domain over the past three years, there's been so much affecting us from the shots and more information has just come out. I just found something from four months ago that's been buried. You've heard smatterings of it, but they're blocking this information from getting out as false. It's not false. It's I now have a scientist with data, and I'm going to play some audio for you about the Pfizer vaccine and the different batches and how they affect people and those adverse reactions and, and what was the data between batches, which is fascinating. Probably why Pfizer wanted to bury some of this information for 75 years after we're all long dead. It's disgusting. So we're going to talk about that. So health care relates to our quality of life. Our quality of life is directly impacted by our physical and mental health. So I'm passionate about this. As you all know, I used to run a medical nonprofit. And we made sure that people had access to health care. That was a basic fundamental thing back in 2012. And then the ACA came in and, frankly, they mucked with health care and it's gotten worse, not better. All with this notion of trying to drive us to socialized medicine, if you remember, where everybody has access to care. Well, maybe you don't want access to their care because look what we've been through when they forced it down our throats i.e. the, quote, vaccine that has been linked to myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clotting, and so forth. So I want to play a clip, and this is a guy named Dr. Campbell. He's a British fellow, and he's interviewing a Danish scientist about the data that they've analyzed what they were given because they withheld Pfizer withheld some information which they shouldn't have if you don't have anything to hide then don't 
But that being said, they did. And so, but with the data that they collected, the sh- it's shocking. Now, I'm going to see a graph that you can't see. When he refers to the blue line, the blue line is a, almost a vertical trajectory. And the vert and in data, you know, you have two axes, right? So the the left margin is talking about the um, well. Let me interject when we get to that point, and I'll explain it to you, okay, as we go along. But the blue line is the first batch of the Pfizer vaccines that came out, and it's um, it's stunning the difference between the other batches. So what we'll be looking at is the negative, this is the left axis, is the negative effects of the vaccine reported. And, of course, we know that's severely underreported, right? Most of the VAERS is what they left in there because they did muck with the data. But it's 1%, 2% reporting. It's very, very low. But then, the, so that's the number of adverse effects or events as a result of that vaccine. And the... The lower line that runs left to right, that's the number of batches of that vaccine. So we'll, we'll go through it as we go along here. It'll, it'll make sense. Here we go. Dr. Campbell interviewing a woman from Denmark, Dr. Vibeke Manish. Manik. Well, a warm welcome to this talk, and I'm delighted to welcome uh, Dr. Vibeke Manika. Who's, who's a doctoral researcher in, in Denmark. Welcome, Vivica. Thank you for thank, coming on. Thank you very much, and thank you for being on your show. Thank you. Now, we basically want to discuss your quite fascinating paper relating to different batches of the Pfizer vaccine. Yes. And we can see the paper that we're discussing here on the, on, on the screen. The, the key thing about this paper is you've divided these vaccines, uh, as I understand it, into different uh, into different um batch groups and when we look at the batch groups we see a remarkably different profile of side effects yes so up up here we've got the uh the suspected adverse reactions so is it the, 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 this this is increasing adverse reactions up uh, up here yes so as as we go up we're getting more adverse reactions yes so they're referring to that blue line that's going from 1,000 adverse events up to 9,000 adverse events. And this, by the way, was published by her back in January of 2023. This recording is April. So as you can tell, or actually four months ago, whatever that would be to today's date. But the point being, it's not been widely publicized and it should be because it's damning in terms of the differences between the batches and the impact on on our fellow citizens so the long line down on the bottom is correlating vaccine doses per batch so if you could explain this graphic to us Vibica, and the significance of it well, well, the thing is, it's all is officially data, so to speak. It's data, which is the official data. So we've just looked at the data and, and tried to figure out if the reported side effects, because these are only the reported, which is maybe, you know, the top of the iceberg. So we, we looked at those and very quickly found that some batches seem to have many more reported side effects than other batches. So we made this and made a, a cluster analysis on it and, you know, different statistics uh, work on it. And then we find, found out that, 
yes, literally some of the batches, which is actually only 4.2% of the batches, um, are associated with seven, almost 71% of the uh, reported side effects, which means that if literally you would usually expect that if the batches were the same quality, the product the same or the product line, the, you know, whatever, you would expect more or less the, the same amount of side effects, you know, maybe a little difference, but this is like a huge difference between the batches. And so, you know, it's a safety signal, really. So 4.2% yes. of the batches accounted for 71% of the side effects. Yes, of the reported the, side effects. The reported yes. adverse reactions, yeah. Yes. If you take us through this blue grouping, first of all, with the highest incidence of adverse reactions, alarmingly high yes. uh, adverse reactions. Yes, I mean, the, the thing is, these adverse, uh, these side effects, uh, adverse reactions, um, you know, Everything from, well, you have death in it, but you also have like um, myocarditis, you have uh, tinnitus, you have soreness, you have redness. I mean, this is a, a bunch of side effects, some being less serious and other being more serious. And the thing is, which we didn't know when we had the study out, uh, because we couldn't have the, the information, but we had it later on, is that the, these batches, um, the blue batches, seems actually to be the batches given uh, for the, you know, the citizens in the beginning of the vaccination. Um, and, and, and therefore, of course, some would say, well, that was the, the elderly and the fragile, but that's not the case because actually we know that 21% uh, of the one in the blue group or who had those batches, only 21% percent were uh, older than 70 while actually in the yellow line which is in you know the, the lowest one uh, that was that number was about 27 percent so the thing is so when you look at the graph and i'll post this on the podcast page the yellow line she's referring to is basically flat it's almost zero going up to 500,000 uh vaccine doses per batch so it's a dramatic difference uh, that she's referring to. Here we go. It's not that the, the explanation is not that it was the elderly or the fragile because literally mainly those vaccines were given to, you know, frontline uh, health personnel. So, so, so what she's saying is the blue line with the most adverse effects went to who? Our frontline workers our doctors, our nurses. And now you're seeing, and I have a friend of mine who personally has told me her story that can't, you know, she is so profoundly affected by the adverse events that it's affected, you know, her career. So there are, there are lots of negative effects from these vaccines, but it hit our frontline workers first. And the notion that it was mostly affecting elderly because they were the ones to get this most mostly is absolutely a falsehood. Here we go. It just shows that for some odd reason, there was many more um, reported side effects for very few badges. And then, you know, we go to the green group where there's kind of, 
you know, and obviously and statistically, statistically also uh, much less side effects reported. And then we end up with the yellow one, which is in the bottom, where, as you can see, there's hardly uh, any side effects reported, or you can even say none. So one thing to remember about the vaccines, when they had other vaccines in the past, if they had 80 responses that were negative or adverse events as a result of that vaccine, they pulled it. To give you an example, the middle line that she's saying is far less than the blue. In 800,000 vaccine doses per batch, 800,000, they had about 2,500 2,500. This is extraordinary. And by their previous practices should have pulled these medicines. The blue line within 100,000 batches, they had looks like about 6,700 adverse events. They should have pulled that medicine and not given it out. They didn't have enough information. It was damaging to people. And they went and proceeded anyway. So when people talk about the conspiracy theory of it all, there were many of us who said, we're not going to be a guinea pig. They were rolling it out too fast. They didn't test it properly. And here we go. People were impacted with lifelong health effects. Some of these are lifelong. They will never get past it. The, The myocarditis, you have it forever. I'm not a medical professional, but that's my understanding. I could be wrong, but I don't think you reverse some of these effects. Here we go. We're almost done. So the blue, the blue, the blue batches, yeah. they were given early on in the pandemic. They were given when we started to vaccinate, which was in, you know, uh, January, February, March uh, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that they were early on, but it included yeah. the elderly who were vulnerable and healthcare workers who were young. Yes, and actually the distribution of age, you know, older than 70 is actually the same between all three groups, yeah. uh, even a less, a little more in the green and a little more also in the yellow. So, so because I see the discussion, is, this has gone viral, especially the last two, mm. you know, two weeks, and I see the discussion that someone will say, well, that's just because it was the elderly and, and fragile, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Now, was the green batch sequentially, temporarily after the blue batch? Are we looking at a like the blue first and then the green given out next and then the yes. yellow given out last? Is that the kind of yes. order it's going in? more or less, more or less. There seems less. to be, I mean, the thing is, again, what we have in the study, we don't have the dates because they didn't want to give us the date. They, they, they have right. done that afterwards. So it's not in the study. We would have loved to have it in the study yeah. because we, we, we were eager to get these dates, but you know, they wouldn't let us have it. They've got now. So, so yes, uh, it seems like there's a historical or, you know, a, a time frame in it. So it's kind of, and, and that's also why you can say that why we have the yellow line, uh, that there could be several explanations for that. One, which is a good explanation, is that some of the uh, data was in a backlog. So actually, when we had those data, some of the data hasn't been processed yet. So 
uh, we have afterward got uh, the data, a new, uh, you know, pair of data, and it seems that some of the yellow ones uh, has, you know, got into the system. So that could also be part of the explanation. But it, 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 it's not doing anything about the blue and the green, yeah. which is literally the most varying part, so to speak. So it could be that a few adverse reactions for the yellow groupings do, do appear. A little, a little more, a yes, few, a, 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 few. A, a few more, because uh, there's a backlog. So we, we got yeah. it from a date, you know, to another date. And yeah. if they hadn't, pro, you know, processed those, those mm. uh, data, then they wouldn't go into that. But it, it's just a, a, a little, a little difference. It, it doesn't explain the big difference from especially the, the blue and the green line. Yeah. But we can we can say with some level of certainty that the blue vaccines were given before the green and the yellow vaccines. Yes, yes, yes. So, so the, and 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 that is the question we are raising because I think this study raises um, safety signal, but it also ra raises a question to in this you know in this regard uh, Pfizer, you know whether they change the 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 batches, whether they change the product, whether they change you know the ingredients. Uh, the, the transportation. They, we know that they changed the cold chain. Uh, you know, they, they changed that procedure. In the beginning, it had to be minus 70 degrees. You know, kept minus 70 degrees, and and suddenly that uh, demand just disappeared. So. Of, I, I think what is the main thing about this study is that it raises questions to Pfizer. Right. Let's ask this question clearly to Pfizer. Yeah. Were these blue doses? formulated yes. in a different way to the green and the yellow doses. Exactly. Has, has the product changed? Exactly. So that is the essence of what we're talking about on these now after the fact, several years looking back in time. And I felt it was important to lay the context because I'm interested, I'm passionate about helping people overcome these adverse effects. So I own a gym and I've had clients tell me that they're experiencing a lot of inflammation in their joints. It's actually painful to work out. We know that because that was verified by a friend of mine who's a doctor who uh, said, yes, we're seeing that. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to bring on with me a friend of mine who's actually now become a partner in this business that I have gotten into to really help people restore their health and wellness. Now, will you ever overcome some of these adverse effects? Maybe not. Like I said, they could be a lifelong experience, but maybe there's some ways to improve somebody's quality of life with various tools and resources, nutritional products and devices. I'm going to have on with me, Michael Carnavali in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break and you are listening to The Jen Charlton Show on WFMD. Welcome back. This is Jen. And I have with me today a dear friend. He's become a dear friend. Just somebody I really admire so much. Uh, Michael Carnavali has a deep background in fitness. He has worked with some of the best in the business. He is one of the best in the business. He has quite a reputation and I'm just honored to to know him and have the opportunity to work with him. So good morning Michael, welcome to the Jen Charlton show. It's so great to have you here. 
Well, good morning, Jen, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you and I first met when we did Restoring Health in a Toxic World back in May in Gettysburg. For my listeners, you remember I did that event, and it was absolutely fantastic, the information that was shared. And uh, Michael and I met through um, Stephanie Coxon, who's been a guest on my show. Michael, I wanted to set the context for the work that you and I are doing together because the situation with the vaccines is only one of a plethora of issues that people are facing. Even if somebody didn't take the vaccines, the jab, the whatever you want to call it, the medicines associated with COVID, even if you didn't do that, or let's say you had COVID like I did, but you never took the medicines, those vaccines, I never took them, but I have some effects in my lungs because I have a little asthma. So all of the issues that people face, and I didn't even get into mental health right now, which is a whole other program, which I'm going to do. We are, I guess, under attack, really, medically, physically, mentally. And we have to have tools and resources to to ward off those negative effects. But before I... Uh, go there with you and we'll do that after the break. I want people to understand who you are. What is your background in fitness? Briefly, where it all began and some some of your highlights in terms of your experiences. Great. Well, thank you, Jen. And, you know, it, it's really come, it, it's come full circle in, in my career. It actually goes back approximately 38 years. So I was born in the fitness, nutrition, and wellness industry. Some people may know this name, but uh, I'll go back to the past, who's uh, the father of fitness known in America, Jack LaLanne. I was hired by him. I wasn't even but 16 and a half years of age. I started working in the fitness industry. It was the most amazing, amazing moment in my life where I got to see the beginning of what we know today as this massive fitness and you know, pseudo healthcare industry, you know, fitness has come a long way and Jack Lane taught me to believe and, and really be a big part of people's uh, direction of uh, being a coach and, and health and wellness was important to him. You know, there's a distinction between fitness, health and wellness that's been sort of, sort of created, but let's be clear, fitness and health are synonymous. And Jack Lane taught me that, and that, that's where it all began. But it progressed uh, with my with my background in nutrition and fitness and physical education. I chose to become an educator in the fitness side in the fitness centers in the 80s and into the 90s. Most mostly, people were really finding this as the place, you know, the place to find answers. And fitness industry has become uh, that and more. Into the late 90s and early 2Ks, I was part of a relationship uh, with one of the greatest uh, nutrition doctors to come to the uh, fitness and wellness industry, Dr. Barry Sears and the Zone Diet. Um, I had the pleasure of initiating a fitness franchise, uh, Zone Fit, where we put nutrition in front of fitness. And to this day, Jen, this is the most amazing story. Fitness is never really fronted by nutrition at fitness centers. Now that's different for your relationship and how you see it, and which is so amazing and why we've come together. But to that point, early 2000s, no one was putting nutrition first. When I say this, I say this in a way where if you don't have nutrition in your mindset and in your approach and in the way you operate, first and foremost, nothing falls into place. So everything we're talking about today and everything we'll talk about going forward is built around how does nutrition, nutritionals, nutritional supplementation, how does that affect every physical decision you make? 
we're going to we'll unpack that over time. And that was a big part of my, my career trajectory. And I also took that into in the early the mid 2000s, 2007 through 2012, DNA testing. The ability for you and I and everybody to understand who they are and where they come from, their predisposition. Why do I operate this way? It's always a joke amongst family and friends. They say, oh, you have the same DNA as your mom or your dad. I can see it in you. You look alike. You act alike. You experience alike. Well, there's a lot of truth to that when it comes to nutrition. And we were able to do that. And now we're, we're, we're walking into gut health and we're getting into technologies and customized nutrition and nutritionals that we now have decades and decades of science. I mean, this is the most amazing time, and you and I are on the forefront. So that's just a quick of it, uh, encompassing close to 40 years, but I have so much to say. But thanks for allowing me to open up. Yeah, so this is great. So we're going to go to a quick break. Everybody stay tuned because we have Michael Carnavali on the phone with us, and we're going to get into some really exciting health and wellness conversations that are going to make a difference in your life. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. And U.S. Flag Service, Hugh Warner, thank you so much for supporting us in the Patriot U.S and for serving our country. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today Michael Carnavale. And, Michael, we were talking before the break, and you said something that I thought was really key, is that, you know, we think of fitness, and I actually had a trainer say this to me, don't mix the nutrition with the fitness. You're a gym. Just stick to that. You know, I'm like, well, that's a pretty narrow limited point of view, I actually think that, you know, we know that you have to fuel your body. I mean, that's duh. But, you know, you said the nutrition is so critical to, let's say, success in fitness, right? So can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective? What are the key components? And the other thing I would set up is, you know, we know that from the COVID side, that vitamin D became so on the foreground of one of the critical components to healing was vitamin D. And they call it sunshine in a bottle, right? Because we go out in the sun, 20 minutes, you get some nice vitamin D generated in your body. Let's not talk about the fact that they told us to stay inside. I mean, how insane was that? But we learned that vitamin D was critical to recovery from and treating COVID. Talk a little bit about that. Well, to answer your question directly, we know through the science that certain nutrients, certain resources actually enact certain responses. Obviously, vitamin D, as they say, it's latent unless you have the sun to charge to charge the body so that it may, you know, proliferate and become a very important key source. But, you know, everything points back, believe it or not, uh, Jen, to mental health and mental well-being. And, you know, we like, to, we like to talk about nutrition in the context of if it's fitness, oh, proteins and carbohydrates and fats and weight management, right? This is the biggest conversation when it comes to it. But believe it or not, the whole purpose of vitamin D, and when you said light, I mean, think about the northern tier of, of the world based on the time of the year, the wintertime, has uh, a well-known syndrome called the SAD syndrome, right? Seasonal affect disorder. Just by simply not Stepping outside for 10 minutes, cold or warm or in between, not getting that sun. Sun's like charging a battery. That battery needs charging. I mean, how many days would you go before your cell phone dies if you don't charge it? Doesn't last too long, does it? Right. Well, vitamin D and sunshine and all these wonderful components, they have to work in synergy. And believe it or not, the biggest problem that did happen 
during uh, well, amongst one of the biggest problems, we'll say, and we know there's other problems, was mental health. You know, if you heard the expression, attitude is everything, and yeah. if your attitude is positive, it'll drive a direction, and that direction generally is positive. Now, people will rail against positive and negative and say, oh, you're always positive. Well, statistically and health-wise, when people feel better, guess what they do? They do better. And when they do better, what do they do? They make better choices. You know, nearly one in every five adults in the United States today are dealing with some sort of mental concern. And that's significant. And then you add what just happened to us over the last couple of years. And that impact in overall well, well, wellness and the relationships and day-to-day functioning has taken the biggest hit in human history ever since they started to talk about statistics. And, you know, people have lived, like you said, in isolation. But what happens in the health side of things is immense. You know, what's on our plate will determine how our mind reacts. So we've seen a mass proliferation of what? Processed foods. You know, no one's talking about that, Jen, but the amount of processed foods that's hit the market space during uh, during our COVID period was massive because people were locked into one place. They were watching TV. They were they were they were they were basically watching everything that was happening online, and that has really proliferated processed foods, sugary foods. And what it did was it created a curve of depression and anxiety, which we've never seen before. But you know, something as simple as a fruit, a vegetable, a whole grain, and yes, a lean protein will change health outcomes, which drives mental health and that is everything that's why people will go and work out they'll make good choices something as simple as that i mean we can get into so many other facets of this but just to lay this out our gut and our brain are directly connected there's an access and understanding that access will determine how the body will react because the brain drives the decisions so we have the ability to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, reduce depression by simply adding omega fatty acids or vitamin D, which we talked about, massive, and B vitamins. And we have all these resources. So poor nutrition, on the other hand, as you know, contributes to the inflammation and the oxidative stress, you know, hormone imbalances. That will affect us negatively, of course, on the mental health side. But good nutrition literally flips the script in a matter of minutes, moments, and days. Could you imagine in one day, two days, three days, you can change everything? But what if you have information? What if you have the right health and wellness testing, like gut testing or epigenetic testing or DNA testing, and you know who you are? Because you're the expression, Jen. If you know where you are, you'll know where you're going. You have to have a point of origin. And we now have the ability to hit that reset button, and that's really powerful. And you and I both know that's what this this is all about. What you're doing, uh, and what we're doing together, is really changing the trajectory of so many people. I love it. You said something about tying processed foods to mental health. So I'm trying to kind of process process that. Uh, when you look at processed sugar. That is about one of the worst things. High fructose and processed sugars are so bad for us. Do they affect, is there science that connects that to, to the mental health arena? Well, Jen, if you and I were to do a, a radio show every day for the rest of the year, we wouldn't even be able to get to 1% of that data. <laughs> it is massive. The data when it comes to sugar, and this goes back, and you can look this up online. You can go to 60minutes.com uh, and look up on YouTube where they did the study where they compared sugar to, ready for this, heroin. <laughs> and the brain in all its synapses and all its spaces and places lit up brighter and more aggressively than the use of 
an illicit drug, an illegal drug? How, yeah. how unbelievable was that? And this was not even that many years ago. We're talking yeah. less than 70 years ago. So we know the science. The science is there. The question is, how quickly can a person make a nutrition change, a fitness change, and then immediately see results? That's the biggest question, right, Jen? I mean, people want it yesterday. They don't want to wait till tomorrow. And we can make that change. I mean, something that's just a fatty fish like salmon or a leafy green vegetable like spinach or kale or maybe some nuts and seeds like almonds and pumpkin seeds or maybe a little fermented food like yogurt and kefir or how about a little dark chocolate? Everyone loves that. This will improve serotonin levels. This will reduce inflammation. And this works faster than any pill and anything science can create. We are now sitting on the precipice of something as simple as that can change the whole trajectory of your health. And then when you step into fitness, the fitness side makes more sense. You do better. You feel better. Your workouts are better. And in the end, it's a, it's a coexistence between nutrition, I say it first, and fitness. And just a little goes a long way. And that's what it's all about. Simple, effective, and more importantly, long life lasting. And we can get people's mental health in, in, in place, and we can get their nutritional changes adjusted, and we can reduce that inflammation using the power of what we have. We change the health future of a person immediately, even people that have been severely affected by the jab, severely affected by all the, all the various different things that did happen during COVID. That's how powerful this is. I was listening to Dr. Drew Pinsky, who's, you know, Dr. Drew, he, he's a neat guy. I liked what he had to say. But one of the things they talked about is fear as a motivator. And part of what happened over the past three years is fear became, it constricted us. It shut us down. We plunged into this darkness and the mental health on adults as well as our youth. Our children were profoundly affected. I know my son was. So when you look at how do you affect change, how do you shift from the fear motivator to the desire and then the implementation of those new lifestyle choices. So that's that's the big thing. And what I'm looking to do, and so everybody knows, we've started Total Well Fit dot com. That's total well W E L L fit dot com. And what this is is a resource for tools and devices and nutritional products to help people shift their lifestyle. You know, we want to be that trusted source. We want to be that place where people say, I know what I get there is going to be good quality. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. I have with me today Michael Carnavali. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen. And I have with me today Michael Carnavali. And we're talking about something that's very, very important. We're coming into holidays, right? Where we overeat and lots of parties and things. So this may be an opportunity to put in place just a couple of, let's call it habit changes that allow us to lay the groundwork for a really successful 2024 in our health and wellness and fitness. So Michael, when we look at a couple of things that people could do right now, easy to fix, easy to implement on the nutrition side, what are the couple of key things you would you would recommend? And let me say this, you're not a certified nutritionist, we're on radio, and so people, you should check all of this with your health providers, okay, the people that are medically trained and certified and all of that so we don't get in trouble. But the point being, what are some of the things that you, if you as a personal trainer, you would suggest to your clients? Well, as a coach and a trainer and a person that's been in the industry my whole life and degreed in 
and with my background, which we'll talk about more, we have to make simple changes. And a moment ago, I was talking about changes that change your health future, your mental health future, because as the mind goes, right, so does the body. So the importance of nutrition and making that change, like we discussed. But when you really break it down, there's certain things you can do in your diet that make you healthier. And I think most people have a conversation every time they walk into a store, right? So I always tell people when you walk into a store to go and make a health change or make better nutritional choices, first of all, always go into the store on a full stomach. <laughs> Never walk into the store. I love it. When you're hungry, right? Right. <laughs> That's, you know, people say, what are you talking about? I mean, the whole reason we're going to a store, I said, no, it may be the reason to go into a store, but you will make poor choices based on just how you feel because of the way we're advertised. But obviously fruits and vegetables, right? A diet rich in fruits and vegetables is scientifically proven to change health, you know, to have health benefits and make changes quickly. Even people that are dealing with chronic diseases could literally you know, change the trajectory of that, that's important. And, you know, fruits and vegetables, like most people just simply have one or two or three they enjoy, buy them, use them, have them available. It's okay. How important is organic? Can people just buy regular or do you have to buy organic? Well, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, the word organic has been hijacked financially. So a lot of people have been, you know, have trepidations about the difference in price. First and foremost, if you have affordability and you can afford to do it, of course, immediately buy organic because what organic means, there's no pesticides and there's, there's a history of how it was grown. Uh, even, even people who choose, you know, certain types of meats or even eggs, I mean, free range and, 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 and basically, uh, you know, you know, fed organically. That's important because whatever you eat, obviously, maybe if it's uh, eggs or any type of fruits and vegetables, your body will hold on to it. Your fat cells, believe it or not, inside your body will hold on to all the negatives. So remember, the less you put in that's negative, the less chance you have to hold on to that. And a lot of people always ask me that question about why is it so important to have, you know, to organic. Well, that means there's less things for the body to process that it can't figure out. The body can't figure out pesticides. So you know what it does, Jen? It holds on to them. And if it holds on to them for a long period of time, what happens? We get sick. It's that simple. And it stores, my understanding is those toxins store in the fat cells. Correct. And they stay there a long time until you shed the fat. So think about it. If you're going through a curve and you're trying to lose weight and you're putting in inorganic resources, the body's going to hold on to them. So you're going to go through more inflammation. So these pesticides and the like cause inflammation. Now, I don't want to scare people away because, believe it or not, our food source here in America isn't bad. It's just it could be better. And we know organic is best. So if people are going to eat healthy and affordability is an issue, as long as it's not packaged, there's a there's an expression in nutrition. If it comes from a plant, eat it. But if it's made in a plant, don't eat it. (laughs) So that's something that I want people to take away. Right. That is really important. And that stuck with me when I was very young because of my my cultural upbringing of being from an Italian heritage, both parents born in Italy and coming to America and having the opportunity to really see it through the eyes of our culture. But we now know that the simple factor is eat as natural as you can, but eat nature. And again, if it comes from a plant, consider eating it a lot. If it's made in a plant, don't. And that's the difference in your thinking. And that's pretty simple. Wouldn't you agree? Perfect. Well said. And so, so the organic, and by the way, I don't think it says, it's, it's as much of an inflated price as it used to be. 
I think it's become a little bit more affordable over time. So let's move on to let's I want this naturally leads into a detox conversation, which is a whole nother show. But can you touch on briefly detoxing from these toxins in our body? How important is that? Well, it's very important. It's paramount because we just talked about what stores in the body and we need to utilize nutrition, believe it or not, for, for detoxing. And people say to me, well, what do you mean by nutrition for detoxing? Well, there are so many nutrients and there's so many supplementation. And, and as, as you said, on TotalWellFit.com, uh, you have the ability to choose products that fit into that category and make it simple, simple is easy. But detoxification, simply put, is a process of removing toxins from the body there's no specific diet for detox, unfortunately. Consuming nutrition foods and healthy drinks and avoiding, you know, pollutants in the air or supplementing, uh, you know, to support your digestion, right? And, you know, in turn, supplementation and nutrition will support your immune system and your nervous system. That will then naturally allow the body to maximize its toxin removal process. A lot of people want to go quick to a diet. Oh, I'll do the detox thing, and I'll, I'll do this fast and aggressive detox. Time out. You have to be careful because the body wants to go to a timeline. It wants to go to a process. So by simply making subtle, consistent changes, you will naturally create a detoxification process in the body. A lot of people are not explaining that. You know, Jen, when people talk about detox, they think of taking an herbal supplement or sitting in the, staying in the bathroom for multiple days or hours. No, that's not how this works. We have to do active detoxification. It's the air we breathe. It's the water we drink. And obviously, it's the foods we eat. Well, and your body, when you're dumping toxins, because I went through this, so this was my experience. When I was detoxing, I got sick, like a flu-like symptoms a couple weeks into it. So as your body's dumping this stuff, it will affect how you feel, and you may feel worse before you feel better. I did. So that was my personal experience, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's different, but... Um, there are various ways to do that, and we'll, we'll talk about that as we go along. All right, so let's move on because we have just a few minutes left, actually. The, Michael, what would you say is the next critical component to restoring health in our toxic world? Well, it, it's a series of steps, Jen, and, and what's most important is, you know, I'm going to throw, throw out into the, uh, to the sphere a couple of, you know, simple things you can do. First and foremost, slow down your pace of how you approach nutrition and foods. Make There is no fast way of doing it. Everything is about understanding what you put into your mouth, understanding what you're consuming. You know, make good choices. We just talked about, you know, vitamins like vitamin B and D. And, you know, make sure we, we have them, fiber and minerals. You know, give your body a chance to show you, you just said it, show you how it works, you know. Do not shop when you're hungry and do not shop without a list. That's really, really important. You know, make sure you have breakfast. I mean, the most powerful, you know, you've ever heard the word breakfast. Do you ever break the word down, break fast? When you're, the reason why people struggle with nutrition, really simple, is they don't get enough sleep and then they don't break the fast. So first, if you've slept at least seven or eight hours, Immediately, you need to eat something because your body is is, is is waiting for food. So breakfast is important. Make sure you have good protein intake. Most people in this day and age are not doing that. You know, avoid grilling and frying as much as you can. Consider it a treat for a minute. Bake it and roast it. You know, these are things that people don't do. And remember we said a few moments ago about vitamin D? 
you know, omega-3s and vitamin Ds are the most powerful resources that you can have. And more than anything else is replace your favorite fast food with either a home meal or a quality restaurant. Make it only once in a while. So these are some quick things you can do to completely change your health and wellness trajectory, and that's simple. Love it. You know, I think the time of year as we go inside, we don't maybe grill as much as we used to as we do in the summertime. But, you know, to the extent that you can grill that even inside is a good idea and get away from, you know, so I have full disclosure, I have high cholesterol. Well, I eat a lot of fish, but it's not enough to combat probably the amount of red meat I've been eating. So I've had to trim back on the fatty diets and the heavy red meats and the burgers and all of that stuff. I just can't do it anymore. My body doesn't like it. So it's, but these are subtle shifts. You know, if you try to go in and do a drastic change, I think we learn that we fall off the wagon, so to speak, and it becomes harder and harder to stick to something. And, you know, these yo-yo diets are a real thing. Uh, do you have any, in the last minute or so, do you have anything to say about yo-yo diets and how how can our nutritional system that we're putting forward for people and the products and things help people in avoiding the yo-yo diets? Well, first and foremost, uh, and it's probably one of the better questions you can ask a nutrition and wellness professional, most people react to what they're dealing with as opposed to proactively operate and, or live in the, in the goal. So I'll explain this to you. If you're constantly reacting to what's happening to your body, maybe the way it looks, the way it feels, uh, your energy levels, and then you're trying to have a fast and quick answer, it could be even if you employ positive things, that's the yo-yo effect. You don't have to get into anything drastic. The way to combat that is to just do simple things. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll post it. We'll, you know, I'm looking forward to being on your show more to really in the hands and coach. But if you think of TotalWellFit.com, there's solutions there that will give the body immediate resource that will help it to avoid yo-yoing. See, the body wants to, you know, the mind and the body want to do something positive when they see a negative. <clears throat> However, you know, just by simply eating your greens first and, you know, eating fruits instead of drinking them, something as simple as that's going to change everything. And when your body is balanced, it then doesn't cause you to create that, that desire to yo-yo. It's really a mind and body disconnect, and that's simple. So utilizing the power of the resources that are available to you on total welfare and listening to your body's change, and then staying with the plan, which we can help enact to give you that change to stay consistent. That's that's the, the, the main result. So eat your greens first, and do not drink your fruits. Eat them, and the greens and the veggies and the fruits are so important to create balance. And once you have balance, you're less likely to yo-yo. Awesome. What a beautiful way to end this. Everybody, we want to create balance and wellness and restore our health and fitness in 2024 and we're laying the groundwork right here please visit totalwellfit.com in order to see the products that we're offering and i'm interested in your feedback so let us know totalfitnessedgewater at gmail.com have an awesome week thank you michael carnivali we'll talk again soon bye-bye